Welcome to the For Columbus Podcast. Sharing inspiring stories of local faith leaders from congregations, parachurch ministries, and the marketplace. With your host, Adam Ward. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 73 of the For Columbus Podcast. Man, who you guys are in for a treat again. I always say you're in for a treat, but you're really in for a treat. We have our first non-Columbus-based person on the show today, Lizzie. Uh, welcome. Thank you. It is such an honor. And uh, we're, there's joining her is John Paul uh, from here in Columbus and Doug Frank. They've both been guests on the podcast before. So guys, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here, Adam. Hey, privilege to join you guys. So Lizzie Burke works for the Louise Palau Association. And for those of you who don't know, uh, the Louise uh, Palau Association exists to proclaim the good news, unite the church, and impact cities worldwide. Uh, it was founded by Louise Palau, who, who just recently passed away. And it is carried on by two of his sons and a, and a great staff. And so, Lizzie, why don't you tell us a little bit about... Um, what your role is at LPA. Yeah, well, first of all, Adam, thank you for having me on the podcast and for all you listeners. Um, you have incredible leaders in your city, and I know a few of them, but it's a joy to get connected. And um, so my role at the Louise Plow Association is the associate director of one department called City Gospel Movements. And that's primarily why I connect with the Columbus leaders on this podcast, like Adam and JP and Doug, because my role is to train church leaders all around the world, but primarily in, in North America, to work together for the common good in their city. And so I, I feel like I get a front row seat to amazing stories of how leaders, who we just call city gospel movement leaders or city movement leaders, are encouraging churches to unite, to work with like-minded people in, um, in their city, like business leaders, nonprofit leaders, towards seeing their city flourish. And that might be rallying around foster care initiatives or united, you know, faith sharing initiatives. Um, There's just limitless creativity that city movement leaders have, but really it's all about how do we operate as the big C church in the city so we can make a bigger impact and share the love of Jesus more widely. I mean, yes. And I love what LPA is doing. I've known Lizzie for a couple of years now. JP and I have both been out to their offices in Portland and love the team out there, love the energy they bring. Uh, you guys are, do a phenomenal job. And you you literally cover coast to coast um, <laughs> cities. And Columbus is just one here in the middle. But, you know, we we're joking before the call that we're, we're going to adopt you here in Columbus because we've yes. worked with you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, well, and I mean, you, you say just Columbus in the middle, but the reality is, is, you know, I've been at the Palau Association for about five years. Kevin Palau, our president and CEO, he's kind of a lifer. I mean, he is a Palau family member. He's Luis's oldest son. And he's enjoyed such great friendship with other local Columbus leaders who have just a heart for your city, for your metro area. And so I know he's really enjoyed over the last five years or so just flying over there, meeting with business leaders, meeting with church leaders who have a heart for the city, and then just sharing stories of what's happening in other cities. And you really have taken those lessons, taken those stories, and gone to a whole new level, whether it's United Worship Nights, 
um, whether it's research, whether it's forming um, the Reach Columbus evangelism team, which I know we'll talk about later, but Columbus really um, has just great leaders who are receptive to this idea of city transformation and are taking steps to, to put it into action. And we, we love to hear that because we are competitive here in the, <laughs> uh, in the Midwest. And but, uh, Lizzie works with a lot of cities. I've been on calls with her. We've had dozens of other city leaders. And so we really uh, respect her opinion. And, and Kevin, he's a great, uh, he's just a great leader also. And it's, it's so nice to work with him. So, Lizzie, why don't you tell us what an E-team is and, and how do you coin that term? And, and what do you see its role in a city? Yeah, so an E-team, it's like the letter E hyphen team, and it's just a shortened phrase for evangelism team. And um, it's kind of funny, you know, the Palau Association really is known for for helping cities work together to proclaim the gospel in, in big, you know, citywide festivals where the gospel is shared and, and hundreds of churches rally around the city to serve the city leading up to the festival. But what we noticed, you know, as as I said, I, I lead the the city gospel movements team, which is about helping church leaders think, how can we partner together for the long haul? So not just for an event, but really over the course of decades in a season, how can we can we work towards strategically serving and proclaiming the good news in our city? And what we noticed, you know, over the last five years, I think we've had probably nearly a thousand conversations with city movement leaders in various capacities. And we've noticed it's so amazing to rally around justice initiatives like school partnerships and foster care and refugee care. But what often wanes is strategic focus on evangelism mm. or faith sharing efforts. And this is really across the board. We've done, you know, these informal interviews. We're not a research firm by any means, but we've done casual um, research studies and have found that 98% of city movement leaders are really struggling with how to integrate evangelism or mm. faith sharing into the great justice work they're already mm. doing across the city. So we said, hey, what would it look like to propose an evangelism team, which is just a generic phrase. You can call it whatever you want in Columbus. It's called Reach Columbus. And what does it look like for pastors who are passionate about evangelism, nonprofits uniquely focused on evangelism, and other like-minded business leaders and influences in the city to work together on a collaborative team to strategize and prayerfully discern what does it look like to have evangelism a central part of the gospel movement in our city. So that's essentially what an evangelism team is. It's a simple framework just to say, let's not forget about faith sharing because we know if we want to see our cities transformed, the gospel needs to be shared clearly, relevantly, in a dignifying way. And that's going to look different in different seasons with different contexts. But an evangelism team can keep that at the forefront of our minds. Yeah, that's great. And uh, John Paul, he assembled the evangelism team here in Columbus, uh, was introduced and, and met you before I did, and uh, has been busy at work on the ground here. And his team has developed Reach Columbus, which is our evangelism team here. And one of the things that, that the Reach Columbus team has done is really looked at what is the state of evangelism in this city. And with the partnership with uh, LPA, you guys actually are issuing annual, conducting and issuing annual reports. And so I, I just wanted to go into a couple of the things that you uh, shared on your annual report. And you talk about the purpose of it is to have longitudinal uh, look at what's happening in the city. So year after year, we can be able to tell if we're if we're making progress. You talk about team strategy. You talk about team identity. 
um, you know, barriers, uh, alignment, uh, a process, and then our diversity, our testimonies, and, and kind of what informs us. But so let me let me ask one thing: when you when you talk about um, the makeup of an E team, and then you talk about how does that team understand strategy? And how do they feel supported? What were some of the things that you guys found here in Columbus? Yeah, so an evangelism team is made up of leaders. And so these leaders are already focused on evangelism strategies and efforts in their church or their respective ministry. And so they have their hands full, right? And what we noticed through um, doing this, what we're just calling an annual check-in with evangelism teams and Reach Columbus participated in this earlier this year, is the team members filled out a simple survey. And we understood in regards to the strategy and feeling supported that nearly all of them have an evangelism strategy they already have in their mind from their church or from their ministry, and they're implementing it. And, you know, when you have a leader who's already focused on a strategy they have their hands full and their mind is focused on that strategy. But what we understood is, you know, there are some, you know, 31% of the team members who filled out this uh, assessment, they don't feel supported in their Mm -hmm. evangelism efforts outside of their church. And so we are trying to understand, you know, Portland and Columbus are the first two E-teams to participate in an annual Mm check-in. And what we're just starting to see from the responses from evangelism team members is an evangelism team needs to be a place where the strategies that leaders or their team members are already implementing need to be honored. They can't be told to put that aside. We're going to implement a new strategy and you need to disregard your other responsibilities. No, the contrary. We want to say, hey, you are all like-minded people implementing these amazing, unique strategies, what does it look like for the evangelism team to be a place where you can find synergistic partnerships, where you, you, if you understand the different evangelism strategies that are represented by team members, what does it look like to unite efforts? And maybe not everybody rallying around one person's strategy, but let's get to know the strategies strategies that are represented and see where there can be synergistic partnerships to encourage momentum and impact um, as we work together. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting. You started that off by saying they're all made up of leaders. And one of the stats that you have here. And you talk about, you know, working in synergy is that only half of the reach team here uh, believes that there's a clear process for finding other people passionate about evangelism, which means there's half that need that opportunity to, to, to be able to find others. Yeah, absolutely. And you cut out for just a second. So I think you were saying that 50 percent of team members team can identify more people passionate about evangelism. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, so often you get leaders who care about something together and they're like, what can we do together? And that's amazing to jump to the action steps. And something we want to encourage evangelism teams in across the country is that what does it look like to loop people in who also care about evangelism at the right time and in the right way. Because of course, with any team, if there are no boundaries and there's limitless people who are welcomed on the team, 
that's one situation. It may cause some challenges, but what does it look like to strategically keep our eyes open for those who care about evangelism? Because they exist in the Columbus metro area. We are confident that we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does it look like to, to co- identify and connect those people? Because the more people you can connect, the more that collaboration and that momentum can build. Yeah. And now one of the things that you talk about is the, the story sharing, you know, what we would call in the church circles testimonies. And uh, you said less than half of of the people surveyed um, heard two or less testimonies each year. Yeah, this this stat probably is the most striking to me and something that I'm curious how the Reach Columbus team will, you know, discern what's our role in this. So we asked pastors and the parent church leaders who are on the Reach Columbus team to estimate how many times testimonies are shared in their respective church or ministry. And what we identified is that um, the churches and the staff represented by the Reach Columbus team hear two or less testimonies every year. Mm. And if we think about stories as one of the greatest proponents of culture change, and if we're not telling testimonies, how can we change the culture of what's happening in the city? And, you know, one thing I'm really passionate about, you know, working at an evangelism organization is that we tell testimonies not only of the highlight baptism moment, but also that conversation in the grocery store or just that courage to ask, hey, can I pray for you to my neighbor? And the more we tell stories all along the journey of somebody coming to faith, I think the more people will see, one, people are coming to faith in Columbus. And two, oh, that's what evangelism look like. It's it's having a conversation and it's just being open about my faith. I think I can do that. So what does it look like to increase testimony sharing? It can be done in creative ways, digitally, in person, in front of the church, through conversation. But how can we increase that over time? And I think stories and these testimonies will be critical in strengthening a culture of evangelism in cities. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Maxwell, he's, his, I'm paraphrasing, but he's talk, what gets talked about and what gets celebrated is what gets repeated. Yes. And uh, so if we're sharing that stuff and we're repeating that stuff and, you know, that that's what's going to that's what's going to happen. Um, one more stat and then we're going to move on. But you said 12 percent of our team members are satisfied with the church's current gospel witness here in our city. Yes. And that could be very depressing <laughs> um, because these are leaders who have uh, you know an interesting vantage point. They can see a little bit higher level of you know, not just within their church or ministry, but, you know, they're working with many different ministries, many different churches, and yet 12% of them are satisfied with the church's current gospel witness in Columbus. And, you know, our team at Palau, who's analyzing the data, we don't want to read into that. But one thing we did do through this annual check-in is just say, hey, can you talk about as a team, what informs your satisfaction or dissatisfaction with the church's current gospel witness. Mm-hmm. Talk about it because I think that also kind of points to what is success? What impact does this team want to make? Because if you have different gauges of success or health for the church's gospel witness in Columbus, you may be trying to guide this team or these long-term evangelism efforts toward a different end when maybe a pastor or other ministry leader on the Reach Columbus team may have a different view of that. So yeah, with 12% of team members satisfied with the church's current gospel witness, 
one that shows that, hey, at least a few team members are satisfied. <laughs> what, what are they seeing? How maybe, maybe their perspective would encourage other team members and say, hey, maybe you didn't know this, but this is a story I know. This is something that's happening that, that needs to be told. Fantastic. For those who are less satisfied, what relationships, experiences, situations have impacted and informed that view? Let's talk about it and, and try to gain some clarity. Yeah. Well, man, Lizzie, thank you so much. On, on, on behalf of Columbus, we really appreciate the relationship. I'm going to turn now to two of our locals here who are extremely passionate about evangelism here in the city. Uh, and like I said, they've been guests on the show before. Uh, John Paul, welcome. And uh, let's chat about some of the stuff. You have done extensive research on evangelism here as well. And what are some of the highlights that you would like to share about what you found out here in Columbus? Well, Adam, I want to start by saying thank you. It's good to be on your show again. And Lizzie, as always, grateful, thankful. It's always a joy to be in the same room in conversation with you. Always leave refreshed, encouraged, learning new things and ways to ele uh, elevate our conversation in the journey forward. So uh, we are absolutely where we are. Thanks to this, uh, the support of the Palau's team, forever grateful and thankful uh, just for your leadership and coming alongside uh, Team Columbus. So, Adam, to answer your question, about three years ago, we went on a journey and we wanted to uh, farm the state of evangelism in Columbus vis-a-vis -vis with the parachurch organization. What's happening, what's not working, and what are some ways that we can, uh, we can support and celebrate or do together? We wanted to be intentional to uh, that in all the work that is happening in Columbus, that we will somehow prevent great commission drift with uh, the uh, Columbus uh, gospel movement. And so uh, to that point, I uh, was commissioned at the time with Mission Columbus to survey 70 parachurch ministries, 70 one-on-one uh, -on -one conversation just to see where are you? What are you using? What's working vis-a-vis -vis with your ministry? How is evangelism woven in your context? And out of that, Adam, it opened our eyes. We found some gaps. We needed some help. Kind of like the Titanic. Houston, <laughs> we got some problems. And so we went on a journey uh, to team with Palau uh, LPA to see ways that they can come alongside us with the work. Yeah, and I, I think one of the stats I remember is like 66% of the organizations didn't feel that they had an evangelism system in place or didn't do it as much as they felt like they should. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, some other stats, we, we won't cover them now, but I think what you found is, goes along with what Barna and Alpha found in theirs that, you know, evangelism's not this trendy topic that people are doing, but it, it's also something very simple. And when you put the evangelism team together, it's got close to two years ago now, right? That is correct. 
Um, you brought people from all over the city, um, parachurch leaders and pastors and uh, marketplace people, and said, "Hey, what what could evangelism look like here in Columbus?" And then that ended Absolutely. up. Tell us about the branding and and how that um, how that happened and kind of what the purpose of that team is. Well, uh, again, to what you know and what you refer, we found that the 66 parachurch ministries that were great at uh, soup kitchens and food pantries and justice and mercy, but there were really some gaps on how to weave evangelism as a uh, as part of the ministries mm-hmm. in meeting people. As you know very well, we found that, Lizzie, this is a little bit troubling, but our current reality, we found that, that every four years, we can fill out OSU Stadium uh, with people who are leaving the church every year. And so it reveals the core of the state of our city, vis-a-vis with evangelism. And then to Lizzie's point, how therefore do we bring like-minded leaders, pastors, uh, marketplace, uh, parachurch ministry, united, uh, holistic to move evangelism forward as a team. And so you and Dr. Frank are part of that. These are passionate. Uh, this is what they what they wake up to, their bread and butter every day. And so together, this team is, uh, it is my joy to be part of this team and journey together and look for ways to elevate the conversation of evangelism in our city. And let me tell you, he, JP has been driving this. We have been meeting on a monthly basis um, before COVID, during COVID. Uh, some of the sub teams get together between meetings. Um, I don't know, we've probably had what, 20 or 25 people um, involved um, from probably equal amount of organizations around the city. And the energy is there to find, you know, what is it that will work? What is it that will excite people? And and honestly, what would make it easy? Because evangelism is kind of a, you know, it's, it's considered offensive to the new generation. It's gone out of vogue. It's for me, an introvert, it's a, it's a scary word. Uh, but when we discover what it's really about, it it kind of becomes easy. So our, our last guest here, Doug Frank, um, previously was Search and has joined Catalyst. Uh, John Paul talked about he was part of Mission Columbus. Mission Columbus and Catalyst merged uh, last year. Uh, Doug, your life is all about evangelism and discipleship. I mean, that's been your passion for years. And I uh, just want to welcome you back on and uh, love to have you here. Uh, thanks, Adam. I appreciate all that you're doing uh, to give us a pulse of evangelism in the city um, and spearheading a lot of the Barna Glute connections as well. Um, no, my own background, I mean, I came to Christ as a student at Ohio State University and through Crew, and came on staff with Crew. So worked with college students doing uh, wind, build, send in evangelism on the college campus. Um, then went from that to equipping ministries where we are equipping uh, mission teams and churches all over the world in life-changing ministry skills. Um, and so part of that was partnering with uh, Doug Pollack, who wrote God Space. Mm-hmm. We co-authored a book called Irresistible Evangelism, because most evangelism is resistible. <laughs> so um, 
how do we how do we do evangelism in a way that's irresistible? And so that that really uh, is part of my background is equipping and sharing Christ specifically with in the past with college students, and then from there going with search uh, ministries. Uh, search is their focus is really evangelism and apologetics in the marketplace. Mm. How do we reach marketplace leaders for Christ? And how do we answer the big question of why I'm here? Who am I? And how do I live? And so we provided our own training uh, for that. And that's kind of what introduced me to Jean Paul and the, the reach team as we were members of that. And then, uh, we all kind of come to a point of holy discontentment sometimes where the <laughs> Lord forces us out of one season of ministry into a whole nother one that you didn't see it coming. But all of a sudden it's like, you know, I'm not getting any younger. So it's like, uh, how do I finish the race? Well, what am I most passionate about? And it's, you know, it's life on life evangelism and discipleship. And so, um, I wanted to be a part of something that was city reaching, that was looking at best practices in evangelism, not just one tool in the toolbox, but multiple tools in the toolbox that, you know, we didn't have the only, only tool there that, but uh, it was uh, through, through Catalyst for Columbus would give me a lot more latitude to do more collaborative citywide ministry uh, using best practices in evangelism, disciple making. And I thought, well, this is it. So I'm kind of the new kid uh, <laughs> myself and uh, Rachel Smith, who's also on the team. We started in January and we're uh, currently working and finishing up a curriculum uh, to train and equip the people, uh, the ministry leaders in uh, relational evangelism called the art of evangelism because it really is an art. Um, it's not one size fits all. And so um, we have, we've field tested it in December. We've, we've gone back, we're tweaking it, changing it, but it's, it's basically, we want the end result to be evangelism that any, any believer Christ follower could say, I can do that. You know, I could easily do that. And the training helps them overcome the fears and the objections that Christians have to evangelism and provides them with resources, tools, and, and skills uh, that helps them to engage in, within their own network at home, at work, and at play. Mm -hmm. I, I tell you, I think it's, it's probably been at least 18 months since we started on this pursuit of a, a training for our city. I think, John Paul, you were, we brought a bunch of a different content in and, and then COVID happened. Um, and then we started getting a lot of parachurch ministries saying, Hey, we, we need something so that we, we can be trained. And at the end of the year, when that first, you know, alpha version or, or beta version was available, I, I thought, this has got to be the best evangelism training I've ever seen because it doesn't make me feel like I have to go knock on doors um, mm -hmm. and, and get people to pray a, quote, sinner's prayer at their doorstep to be effective in evangelism. So this uh, and then it's been revised. Um, you've pitched it several times. You've put it in an online format. You have it in a face to face format. What, what is the what is the goal with this uh material that you've created and how can it be leveraged here in the city? 
Well, I think our role, um, really, Rachel and I head up the area of Catalyst for Columbus. It's called the Discipleship and Equipping Initiative. But also, when you're talking discipleship, you're also talking evangelism. There are two bookends. You know, you can't have one without the other. Right. And so um, we, we really see us joining this, this Fort Columbus movement to help the church harness the power of raising up and multiplying the number of people that can share their faith around the city effectively, the number of people that can multiply discipleship. And therefore, our role is a more of an alongsider coming alongside um, to connect, to network, to consult, to resource them with transferable tools for equipping people uh, in evangelism and disciple making. Um, the other piece of that is we will train, our model is train the trainers. So we want to them to uh, raise up their own trainers within their own organization to contextualize it to if they're working with international students on campus, all the way to international uh, churches, to uh, marketplace leaders, what's evangelism to the inner city. Um, so evangelism has to be, the principles has to be the same, but some of the methods and tools have to adapt to the different parts of the city. And then I think the other unique piece of this is that um, most of this, you know, you can train people, but it'll end up in their notebook and on a shelf. Mm. And so we really see the importance of, uh, of coaching, encouraging, assisting uh, individuals and congregations to integrate uh, evangelism discipleship as the DNA of their small groups, of their church, uh, and then connecting them with other like-minded outreach-oriented churches because they want to learn from each other. Mm. And they're just, a lot of times, they're not aware of what other people are doing in the city that's effective. Right, right. Um, And so I get the privilege of interacting and hearing this church is doing you know, who's your one? This church is mm -hmm. doing alpha. This church mm -hmm. is doing, what are the pros and cons? What have they found to be effective? What, where are the gaps? How can we come alongside and fill that? So we will be providing a, a particular training that is more pre-evangelism and evangelism. You know, what is the gospel? Uh, the eight key elements that we talk about of, of doing uh, evangelism, how to share your story, uh, you know, within a minute with somebody, you know, so it's not like this long drawn out thing. And then um, also then how do we multiply that throughout the city? So part of this is within our own Catalyst for Columbus network of churches, marketplace, that's where we seem to be starting first. We already have a, uh, a queue of people that want the training. Mm, and so we are moving into training the trainers they will then go out to parachurch, marketplace, and churches to equip. And then um, our job is really that of coaching and consulting then. Wow. Man, okay, so, so so much information just came through from all three of you. So now, Lizzie, I'm going to go back to you and say, if people want to find out more about the Palau uh, Association, if they want to find out more about what you're doing, how can they do that? Yeah. So, and, and if you want to read the Columbus annual check-in, so the, probably the best place to start is citygospelmovements.org slash team, T-E-A-M. You can find the Columbus annual check-in there, the Portland annual check-in, um, and a variety of other evangelism resources. So I would say, yeah, citygospelmovements.org slash team. 
All right. And uh, is there someone out there if they wanted to do something in their city or because uh, people sometimes people from other cities listen to us? Is there a way that they can get a hold yes, of you? Yes, absolutely. We would love that. And, you know, for those cities, you know, there are about a dozen in North America who are already forming evangelism teams. We're going to be gathering evangelism teams in October um, in Chicago for an in-person one, God willing. But if you want more information or are interested in starting an evangelism team um, in your city or just interested in what does this look like? Can I hear stories of practical examples in other cities? Just email us, eteams at palau.org. That's eteams. And then palau is P-A-L-A-U.org. And we will get in touch. Awesome. JP, the REACH Columbus Evangelism Team, if people want to know about that or be part of that or find out what's going on, how can they find out more? Well, listen, uh, they can reach out to Catalyst for Columbus, Catalyst for Columbus, uh, and uh, connect with the office. Sharon Kissel is the project manager there. Just ask for the REACH team. She will connect uh, you with me and the REACH team. Or you can email me at jampaul, J-E-A-N dash P-A-U-L at catalystforcolumbus.com. Jampaul at catalystforcolumbus.com. Awesome. And Doug, if people want to get part of this train the trainer or they want to figure out how to get training, how can they find out uh, more on that? Yeah, um, it, again, it sounds similar to Jean-Paul because we work with the same organization, but it's uh, Doug at CatalystForColumbus.com. And then um, I think the other thing would be to go on the website. We will be uh, creating a new new page for evangelism. Uh, and so there'll be updated website and opportunities trainings that they can click on that and find out how to, when the training's being offered. Um, so the catalystforcolumbus.com website is, you know, keep, keep them updated and posted. If they check into that, they should be able to find that out. Email us, uh, c- contact the Catalyst for Columbus office and we'll be in touch with them if they're interested in knowing more about the training or how to get involved in some of the networks that we have uh, for other like-minded evangelism and discipleship uh, churches and, and ministry leaders. All right. I'm going to put all of those uh, locations and contact information in the show notes. You can find that. Lizzie, JP, Doug, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. Uh, you guys are all a gift to Columbus. Thank you so much. It was such a joy. Thanks, Adam. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Also, rating and reviewing us on iTunes helps get the word out.